Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dyes, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic there. Of quick shout out to my buddy John Bratsakis, Johnny B in DC had a very wonderful forthcoming conversation uh, with John this morning. He's the CEO and president of the Maryland uh, Credit Union, Maryland DC Credit Union Association. Very, 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 very nice guy. Very honest, very, very honest gentleman. I, I always appreciate his candor and his perspective on a year like no other. I want to send out a quick, big time shout out to my buds up at F. Bank in beautiful Clarksville, Tennessee, voted again the best bank in Clarksville. Couldn't wait to see the results. Was so happy to see that yesterday. This weekend, in conjunction with some other community partners, in partnership with other community leaders, FNM Bank will give out 2,000 turkeys to members of the Fort Campbell active duty military community. That's awesome. That's why I say to people, banks are not bad because banks are full of people. They're full of your neighbors. They're full of people that you see on the street and most people are not bad. So congratulations to FNM Bank and everybody up there that does. They do a one. They just got that big award from the ABA. We had Charlie Kuhn on the show a few weeks back uh, about the award from the ABA for the way they treat the military community. Such a great, such a great partnership, uh, FNM Bank and the Fort Campbell community. So that's awesome. And then if you haven't listened to it yet, we, are start, we have started a new podcast called Bank on Women. It is co-hosted by Jennifer Pestikas. She is the marketing guru up at Alec Credit Union, beautiful Abbott Labs Employees Credit Union. We had them on the show earlier this year, D.C., before COVID. And Jen came to me while we were working on some other stuff. You know, I'd like to start my own podcast on issues related to women in banking. And she came up with the great title, Bank on Women. And so she's starting to get some real traction out there. She's very professional. She's very, very credible because she's been doing the banking gig for a long time at a very high level. Her show we did on interview skills. If you are going into an interview, you should listen to that show. Anyway, we're going to be featuring her on the Eloquence Online channel, so it should be one of our regular shows that is broadcast in the public. You'll see it online, on my website, and she's got her own uh, podcast platform as well. Yesterday, Jen was a speaker at a virtual event, the Illinois Sister Society meeting, talking about the podcast. And I wanted to ask real quick, hey, Jen, how did that go? Oh, it went so great, Jason. Um, there were about 70 people um, on the line from all over, all walks of life, all types of credit unions, and just had an opportunity to introduce uh, the podcast and had several people say they were going to check it out um, as soon as it is available. And they're even going to go and kind of find me on LinkedIn and listen to some of the, um, the earlier shows. And I, I heartily encourage you to do the same. It's easy to find the show. Now that I've created it as a public show, you can see it on my website, eloquentonline.net. It is, a, it is a fun show. It is a show I told Jen and I told John this morning it is a show where I feel like I'm the co-host and the audience. I'm learning a lot of stuff because I've got, you know, Jen is a very competent, professional, seasoned banking professional lady, and I'm a caveman. And so it's really helping me understand that the dynamic in the marketplace there, we have men and women working together because I work by myself. I can't really relate 
to that. And yet, Jen and I present a very, very honest show. I encourage you to check it out. It is a great, great show. I'm enjoying doing it. It's the Bank on Women podcast with Jennifer Pestikis. Well, since everyone else is doing Black Friday early this year, we decided to start right here on the Power Performance podcast where you're going to get two guests for the price of one. Not really because we don't charge people to listen to this show. But back, gosh, a couple months ago, uh, having a discussion on LinkedIn with somebody about, again, banking and branding and marketing. And I met this great guy named Brent Sadler. We didn't agree. We didn't agree right up front about things, but like gentlemen, uh, we had a very, very thoughtful, candid conversation about it. I said, hey, you would make a dynamic guest on the show, and he does, and he did. And so we're going to go up to Missouri to United Credit Union, where Brent Sadler is the president and CEO. We're going to talk to him, and we're going to do it all right after this. In this season of Thanksgiving, I want to thank everybody that has listened to the show this year and all of the great, wonderful guests that have appeared on the show. It's conference-quality information without the expense report. It's the Power Performance Podcast. Hey, Brent. How are you? Outstanding yourself. Yeah, I'm doing well. It is so great to have you on the show. You've got a lot of people in the studio. Oh, yes. All, all, uh, all very socially distanced, to be sure. Hey, Brent, tell us about you and your career in banking, how you got to where you are right now. Sure. So I, I think what initially started this um, – this conversation was the fact that I referenced myself as an SOB, which um, I've done <laughs> son some of a banker. speaking. And, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the son of a banker. Uh, my father was a local banker in southern Indiana. And so kind of how I got exposed to the finance portion, um, worked at a credit bureau that my parents owned whenever I was younger, did a stint in the military, got out, landed at um, – Fort Leonardwood Credit Union in Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, and I was lucky to get on in the collections department, um, making a little under seven bucks an hour, I think, at the point at that time. And luckily, just um, fell into a, a really, really great organization and, and fit, and kind of climbed the corporate ladder there until I became the chief operating officer. Um, I was there about 20 years. And then um, the opportunity to to take this credit union in Mexico, Missouri, came up. And um, at first, I was a little hesitant to take it, and saw the opportunity, and jumped on it. And and here we go. I mean, it's, it's been 10 years. It's been a a, a, a great, great ride. Um, the, the credit union's doing well. I work with some awesome people. I couldn't ask for much more for when it comes to work life. So Tell us a little bit about the credit that's union. That's kind of it. Say that again. I'm sorry. I said, tell us a little bit about the credit union itself. Sure. So United Credit Union started originally from a refinery, a brick factory. Um, in 1935, a few, a few employees got together because they needed some, the, the employees needed help with loans and being able to actually go to the uh, financial institution when it was open, when they were not working. Um, which is hmm. what started United Credit Union, and we've grown to 
We are right around 220 million now. We've got six locations from just outside St. Louis to Columbia, Missouri, um, kind of reach up to the border of Iowa. We've got six, 16 counties that we cover. So large geographical area, we're very rural, um, 25,000 members. Wow. Um, just very, very community focused. Um, I, I don't know, I'm, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm a lucky, lucky dude, man. So. <laughs> uh, it is, it is uh, we're recording this the day after Veterans Day. You mentioned a stint in the military. What branch and where did you serve? Well, normally I would say there's only one branch, the rest are support functions, but since you're going to broadcast this, you can edit that. I, I was in the <laughs> Army. I, I was in the yes, Army. Well, me I'm, too. I'm, we agree I'm on a proud that, soldier. Well, yeah, yes. absolutely. Who, uh, who, uh, in, who indeed. As I, as I said yesterday on the, as I was wrapping up the Veterans Day show, those who never served will never know. Those who did will never forget. It is a special time. I know we romanticize it as we get a little bit older. But for a lot of people, myself included, it really changed the trajectory of my life in a very positive way. And I think you would probably agree that uh, your success being a chief executive officer now of a big financial brand, at least some part of that was, was based upon your experience in the Army. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the, I, I've, I've done I've done talking across the United States about leadership, and I think I had a little bit of an idea whenever I got into the military, but, um, of course, as you know, I got to see it in all forms and fashions. So um, very, very important stuff. Absolutely. Well, listen, let's talk about leadership a little bit. As a, as a leader in the banking marketplace and the credit union marketplace, I wanted to ask you kind of a – uh, difficult question. It's an interesting question about a year like no other. Uh, nobody had COVID-19 on their strategic plan. I don't think anybody anticipated this having the impact that it's had on banking and our nation in general. From your perspective, and it's your opinion, if you could give a grade to the credit union marketplace on how they managed COVID-19, what, what would you give it? Well, I think you're in the right space, Jason, because this really was a hard question, and I don't normally have problems answering because uh, the people that know me, I'm, I'm, I'm quick to, to tell you what I think. Um, I think in this situation, it would be kind of hard to give a grade, and, and I'm not trying to be, you know, the middle-of-the-road guy. It's just that we have no baseline for this, yeah, and that's I think true. that each 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 person's situation was different. And I will tell you, as we were going through this, I, like everybody else, kind of internally criticized whenever I heard things. You know, in, in the state of Missouri and Kansas, we were doing weekly calls. Um, we were putting all the chief executive officers on, on phone calls because we were just looking out, uh, looking for help, looking for support right. from each other. And there were things that were said that, that I – I did not agree with, but it's just the difference in my approach and theirs. And I don't know that one's right and one's wrong. Um, we, I think what we did that was different than a lot of places, um, after talking to my management team and even the staff, we were ready to try to get back to some sort of normal. Um, so right. we, were, we were a little bit quicker to open our lobbies 
and try to adjust and get back, you know, exercising all the, all the precautions that we needed to at that point. Um, and I think that that was really kind of the difference. The people that I, I thought were maybe, um, I guess, hesitating to, to make decisions, I was criticizing, but quite honestly, that's, I don't know that that's fair. Because, you know, as, as you and I and you said, there is nothing like this that's happened in our lifetimes for us to be able to base this off of. So um, I, I think that I think it's probably a little bit premature for me to give a letter grade. So, and I know Fair I kind of dodged the question. No, no, not at all. It, you're right. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it. It's hard, to, it's hard to give a grade on a course that had never been taught before or ever been learned before. But it sounds like, based upon your, the conversation we're having now and the conversations we had off the air, that if you could get all of your members, member owners, in a big auditorium, you, you sound like you're pretty confident that the credit union is ending the year in a very good position. Yes, sir. Yep. We've, we actually have had um, very positive growth, um, not, not just the money dumped like, you know, every other credit union got. I mean, we, we actually broke our um, last year's loan goal, which, you know, we've been breaking that every year for the last five or six years. And even in this trying times, um, we surpassed our, our, our numbers and, and just it's, it's almost unexplainable. And I guess what I've said, and I've told my board this, and, and you and I spoke, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open. They keep looking at me and asking me why it's happening, and I just shrug my shoulders and say, I don't know, but I love the ride. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't know that I can explain it because there's a few credit unions that are that are doing very very well in our area and there's some that are struggling and mm, i don't know is there, is there a part of you is there a part of you that says because a ceo thinks about his brand differently than other people do is there a part of you that thinks hey if we can survive this we can survive anything every little correction every little minor economic recession every little new technology nothing is going to challenge us the way this did. We've just survived the most difficult, challenging year since 1929 in the world's banking. Is there a part of you know that old, that old saying, what, what doesn't put you down makes you stronger? Um, I certainly hope that's the case. I hope that we, you and I don't see anything else like this in our lifetimes. Um, oh, no. I can tell you that, that United Credit Union did very, very well in 2008. Um, they, you know, they survived that that rocky road, we've done well with this. So I do believe that we're positioned, but, you know, I'm, I'm a contingency guy, man. I, I was in the military, so I'm always planning for the next, yep. you know, yep. whatever. I, and like you said, there was no planning for, for this, you know, for this COVID-19. Um, it's just all been reactionary. Yeah. So, I, I've, I've had it. I've said it on the show several times this year. If you can show me a bullet point, a PowerPoint slide, a post-it note in 2019 where you said worldwide pandemic was on your strategic plan, I will send you $1,000, and nobody has taken me up on that yet. So, you know, it absolutely was uh, nothing that I was, I was certainly not planning on it. Um, we talked about this off the air, and, again, this gets into uh, you mentioned that you're somebody who, who is not shy 
about saying what you're thinking, sharing your opinion. Uh, that's a quality that I admire, by the way, in people. And we talked about the overall leadership in the credit union marketplace that you and I both have at times called out certain people and certain brands because they just don't seem to ever they're, – they're great with – the results don't ever seem to be forthcoming. Um, does the credit union marketplace – and we don't need to name any names. Everyone knows who we're talking about. Do we need to rethink after this, after this year like no other, a year of inflection, a year of transition? Is this the perfect time to start thinking and evaluating? Maybe we need some new voices out there in the credit union marketplace. So – Actually, I'm going to do something. I'm going to answer that question, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to back up before COVID, and I will answer the question the same way that I'll answer it afterward. And my answer is yes. And again, I'm not. I'm not trying to be adversarial. What I'm saying is, people in our in, in my position and people that we're speaking about, you're measured on on results, right? And so you have, to, you have to change your approach. You can't continue to do the same thing year in and year out without being able to show that you're making some sort of movement. And I, early on in my career, I was taken to um, the state capitol, and we were going to deliver jelly beans, two different jars of jelly beans. One had, you know, 6% filled. The other was 94% filled to show the difference between the market shares between banks and credit unions. And I remember asking a couple of questions as a really young supervisor, VP, whatever I was. And basically being, they tagged me with a couple of people from the association because I was, I was labeled as a rebel. And, mm. and Jason, all I was doing was asking simple yeah. questions. Can't they have that, no, nope. Right, no pushback, no, no, no defending yourself unless it's absolutely critical. That's not who I am. It's not who I've ever been. And quite simply, it's not, I don't believe it's the approach that the credit union should take. We are in a fight, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, and I think it's time for us to stand up for what we believe in. And I, I believe, I, I mean, I, I wish my father was alive because I would love for him and I to get on this, this podcast and, and figure out, you know, the differences between him and I. Um, just him being in the banking industry and me being in the credit union industry, it's supposed to be about serving those that are customer and member. And, and we've right. lost our focus, I believe. And so I, I, I know I rambled a little bit, but my answer is yes, pre-COVID and post-COVID. I think that we need to take a look at it. In my humble opinion, I'm, I'm drawn towards a little bit more, um, I don't want to say aggressive, but maybe – Forceful leadership, somebody that, yes. that's, that's going to stand up and say, hey, we're going to call BS on this man because this is simply not, not it. And right. No. I don't. And, um, you know, I've had so many people on this show that want to be critical of our, the, I call it the four-letter word in credit unions, and are afraid to because they're afraid it's going to hurt their career. That is a terrible precedent in a free country of free men and women. People with every letter after their name, including the letter CEO, are reluctant to say anything critical about some of the big brands in the credit union marketplace for fear that it's going to alter the trajectory of their, of their profession. And that's just 
wrong. It is a democratic concept, a cooperative like the credit union marketplace, and, and the people that are pushing back on some of the things that have always been done are always treated that way. I've been treated that way and marginalized and pushed to the side. Oh, he's just, he's just talking. Well, um, you're a perfect example of this. You're somebody that actually goes to work every day at a credit union, and you see this. And so if there are people out there like you that are reluctant to kind of get up and push back and say, hey, we need to start reimagining how we lead this marketplace that hasn't had a significant increase in market share in two generations. What would your advice be to those people who are sometimes shy to share an opinion that goes counter to the prevailing opinions? Um, I mean, I think, I think you just have to look for the right people to talk to. And um, I, because there are there are a lot of us that are out there. I mean, a lot of us are frustrated. Um, I, you know, just just to even brief your your listeners. I mean, how we even met was because I put something on my LinkedIn page, and you were you jumped on it and and basically called me out and said, you know, there is no credit union movement. Prove me wrong. And right. I was thinking about this before we got on the phone, and it really is kind of who I am, and I, I still stand by it. I, I am the credit union movement. My, my staff and my members are, you know, I, so that's all I can control. So I, right. I, think that, I, I think that what we have to do is those CEOs that, that really want this change, the, the problem is they're not looking for us, Jason. They're looking for people that are just going to say the exact same thing. So we're never right. going to be rose to a level where – where we're going to have a voice. Um, and I, I don't know. It's sad. I, I think that, I think what we need to do is um, contact me if you've got, and if I'll talk to you about it, don't know that we can yep. do anything, but we can sure put our heads together. <laughs> so um, that is a, that's a great, that's actually some great advice. And that, that is something that is unique, I think in some ways to the credit union industry that uh, people often make that appeal. Hey, we can work together on, this we can work together on that kind of thing maybe something that doesn't happen as often in the for-profit banking world before we let you go i'd love to end on kind of a kind of a fun question uh, you mentioned you were in the army do you remember uh what first of all what year did you join um i joined in 1984. okay wow so right there at the sort of at the apex of the the Ronald Reagan buildup, sort of the, the, the renaissance of the American military. Was there a weapon that you would look back on and say, hey, that was my favorite of all time? For instance, the M16A1, the old M16A1 without the adjustable stock, for whatever reason, the brim of my Kevlar helmet fit perfectly on the rear sight post, you know, where the handle is. And for whatever reason, yeah. I just felt like that A1 and I were meant to be together. I love the handguard, the flat handguard. That was my favorite weapon of all time. Do you have a favorite from when you were in the military? It, it probably was the M16, and only because I was not a hunter. I was born and raised in the subdivision and had really not fired a bunch of weapons. And whenever I went in the military, I was um, I tied with another guy in my company, and we shot perfect. I got 40 out of 40. And so... Um, and nobody was more surprised than me, <laughs> to be honest. It, it, got me, it, it got me a pizza and a pitcher of beer, and I was 19 wow, years right, old. Hey. So, yeah, that was, 
that was that was a great treat. So I, um, I, I I was very very fortunate while I was in. I I got to fire several weapons, but probably probably the M16 would be it. You know, um, that or the 60. I, I actually am a bigger guy, so you know how that works. Whenever I got to my permanent party, they were like, "Yep, you're tugging, you're lugging the 60." You're looking so, the 60 or the or the tripod or the base. Yes, I know exactly. I uh, uh, to help somebody out. I I carried that uh, that tripod all across Australia one time. I'll never forget it. They always did give what we called in those days the hog or the pig to one of the bigger guys in the in the outfit or to one of the leaner guys like myself just to make sure just to make sure you were staying wired tight. Listen. Brent, thank you, thank you so much, A, for your service, for being someone willing to, to stand up to what I refer to as the credit union conference clan, the same voices that I've been listening to for 20 years. It is always great to meet someone that is willing to push back and defend your point of view and your, your belief in the mission that your credit union is on and it was just a real pleasure getting to know you off the air and a greater pleasure to have you on the show and i want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join us on the power performance podcast absolutely jason you keep keep the faith brother you keep doing what you're doing oh well (laughs) who are who are brent sadler great job great job well there's no show next week obviously because of of Thanksgiving, but it's just, you know, it's great to meet people like Brent, Brent Sadler, John Brett Sakis. These are outspoken gentlemen. And like I said, if, if you, if we don't learn anything from this COVID-19 experience, then the, the blame will fall on us. Uh, but we do need some leadership out there in that particular part of the banking marketplace. And, and I hope that COVID-19 will be the springboard to getting some new leadership out there, which we absolutely need. Again, happy Thanksgiving. May God's blessings accrue to you and yours now and always. I am thankful for this show. I am thankful for the people that listen to it. I am thankful for the people that come on this show and and then are, are told by the other smart people out there, oh, you shouldn't have done his show. Well, we've been doing it for 10 years, and we're going to keep doing it as long as we can. Happy Thanksgiving. Again, no show next week. My name is Jason Dyes, and until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next time. Take care.